Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the Writer's Room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. This week is part four of Fixing the Force Awakens. We'll be finishing our beat sheets with the climax and resolution of each story. I'm Bryce Quinn, and I'm joined by my writing co-pilot, Carmelo Keating. Let's burn it all down. <laughs> that's how. That's the only way to do a third act, blow everything up. How do you feel about that, our whipmaster, Emily Holden? I think that's brilliant. No happy endings. Everyone dies. Everyone dies, zero happy endings. Strap yeah. in, everyone. That's what it's going to look like. It's Star Wars. We're going to drop the star. It's just going to be wars. Well, family it's adventure wars. movies, who? Why would, we, why would we bother with that? Forget about it. So yeah, third act. We've been following pretty closely to the Save the Cat beat sheet. And if you're interested in learning more about that, there's... Plenty of resources online, and we've been covering bits and pieces of it. But yeah, the third act, our characters approach their final challenge. The Save the Cat beat sheet breaks it down into five parts, in that it begins with assemble the team, followed by launch the plan, then the midpoint of the third act, which is high tower surprise. Something bad happens, and they have to make a new plan. The characters must dig down deep, and then launch a new plan, using everything they've learned along their journey, overcome the final challenge. And then after that, we get our final image, which I also kind of, in my head, wrap up alongside the denouement, which is the wrapping up everything the resolution you know the, the hobbits go back to the, the shire and yep. stuff and it is also crucial that our final image is a freeze frame um <laughs> and you slowly fade out of it the 1980s did it best. you get the the blurry harry potter from prisoner of azkaban as yep. he's yelling his way into the sky yeah God, I, forgot they raise, like, I love that freeze frame so good. <laughs> yeah can we have them like raise their lightsabers all in the air at once and that's the freeze frame and they say to directly to camera they go we're all skywalker and that's the yeah. <laughs> cuts. knights of the round skywalker exactly okay so i'm gonna start with what we've been doing for the past few episodes. Yep. Listing off some movies with some really great third acts. Of course, starting with Jurassic Park, our heroes launch the plan to escape the park. We begin with uh, Ellie Sattler. Oh, I actually forgot a bunch of the third acts, but <laughs> the important parts. Forget about <laughs> it. They're all trying to get out, and Ellie Sattler's like, I'm going to go turn on the electricity to escape the park. And as she does that, it activates the electricity all around the park, which just so happens to be when, I can't remember the kid's the name, he's yeah. on the fence. Dude, there's always that line that I always remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in business. And then she gets jump scared by the fucking velociraptor yes. through the wires. But yeah, the kid. And the kid Nick. gets zapped off of the uh, he gets zapped off the fence. So yeah, that's the Hightower surprise bit. I've skipped the first two parts, whatever. And then from there, they're now being tracked again by uh, all the dinosaurs and stuff. Uh, they have to dig down deep, use everything they've learned along their journey, and escape uh, all of these, kind of the embodiment of the wildness of nature. That's kind of what all, the whole film's about. Yeah. And then they get saved, thanks to the best Deus Ex Machina in film history history where the t-rex comes down and eats the yep. velociraptor which you know could be viewed as like a, oh it's like a cheat but it's all about the wildness of nature and that very thing that has been terrorizing the whole time is what ends up saving them from death and they all escape and they say we decided not to endorse the park which is great and then the final image you get um alan grant with the two kids and what he's learned through the whole thing is you know i can share my love of dinosaurs and you know start a family and everything you get to see that final image as they fly away from the island great third act and you, okay. know, and you know it's there. No, it's good. No, I actually love it. And I think it sets it up really well when they find the eggs and they discover that they have been reproducing and that's when he... G- that's it, yeah. yeah. that's where he decides that, oh, nature always does find a way. Nature will find Which, a way, yeah. Yeah, whether that's good or bad. That's the whole thing about the two rex. Oh, it's not really good. It's not really bad. It's, it's just nature, you know? It's just nature. And I think yeah. that brilliant scene in the kitchen is my favorite scene yeah. ever when they... Unlock oh, the door so slowly good. and you have the heads come around. Oh, yeah. No, Velociraptors are incredible villains for that yeah. movie. But... They just don't understand how mirrors work. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but I think it's a really great way of like getting that, that idea across. Nature is just nature. It doesn't have intent the way that humans do. Humans yeah. are kind of uh, a weird, <laughs> unfortunate mutation where we have greed and avarice and, yeah. and ego and the desire to control nature and become God. Mm. 
And the movie states clearly, nature is not like that. Nature will just find a way and it'll just make things happen. It's a great movie. It's interesting because then when you look at like Australian Gothic cinema, it's often flips that and it says like nature, nature does is have evil. Like you've yeah. got Picnic and Hanging Rock where it's like nature's out to get you. Yeah. Mm. No, that's, that's an interesting take as well. Yeah. Then staying close to Star Wars land, we've got Star Wars and New Hope. The heroes regroup on Yavin 4 and make their plan to assault the Death Star. So they're all talking around, sitting around the table. What's up, Mello? Yep. What are you looking at my phone for? <laughs> because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're sitting around the table. Mon Mothma's like laying out the plan. Here's the Death Star plans that we've now gotten. We can attack the Death Star. At the same time, you're seeing the Death Star line up its shot on Yavin 4. So high stakes, everything's coming up to this point. They begin their trench run as the Death Star charges up. The battle begins, but the trench run fails. A pilot gets a shot off in the exhaust port, but it misses, leaving only Luke to accomplish the mission. This is the Hightail surprise. Darth Vader closes in, but at the last minute, Han Solo returns to help Luke finish the run. This is also Han Solo digging down deep and using what he's learned along the journeys to be a good friend and not care about money so much. Uh, Luke then hears Ben speak to him, and he digs down deep using the Force to get the shot off and destroy the Death Star. Our denouement and final image comes in the form of the award ceremony. I'm going to talk about... What I think is the best third act in all Star Wars, and fight me on this. Okay, go for it. Rogue One. Oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Fucking glorious. So they, you know, the Rebels are like, ah, nah, we're finished. We should just quit. Fucking Rebels. Uh, And then, yeah, Jin and the gang are like, what the fuck this? Okay, we're going to go Rogue One. Uh, And... (laughs) Go steal the plans ourselves. We're going to sneak through the gate, but it's cool because we've got that ship. We're going to go find the plans. You're going to make a distraction. Everything goes wrong. The other rebels come into the fight to also help with the distraction. They break the shield gate. They get the plans off. They all die anyway. It's glorious. It's a great third act. I would say the only reason I wouldn't list that here is because it doesn't fit neatly in the structure. Nah. So the Darth Vader scene in particular. Yeah. Amazing scene. Yes. But we've already had our Hightower surprise earlier no, on yeah, where yeah. everything mm-hmm. has gone wrong and the heroes have to make a completely new plan and they're digging down deep is realizing we're not making out of this alive. We have to sacrifice ourselves so that we can get these plans yeah. off the planet. But then the same deal with those pilots themselves. They also realize, okay, yeah. we just need to get this out. And I, what I think is it's it's a good example of like, okay, so there's the structure, but here's how you can expand upon the I structure. I entirely agree. Yeah. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like the, the structure exists and if you want to stick to it beat for beat, you can. Yeah. But you can still tell a really compelling story without doing that. And we still get our great final image with Leia and like, we've got hope, even though the final image is sort of unsettling. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that CG face, but yeah. But then also it's, I think it's a cool example of, um, you know, because structurally speaking, the third act is meant to be kind of like the final 25%. Yes. In Rogue One, it's not. It's a whole hour. Oh, it's, yeah, it's um, very, very long. And I think it's a really cool, great third act. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, yeah, you can, you can always work around the structure while yeah. still using it. I entirely agree. All righty, next one, Guardians of the Galaxy. They assemble their team. They all stand around. They're like, great, we're all standing around. Like a bunch of, what is it, jackasses? What does is, what is Rocket they say? Are, yeah, they're yeah. a bunch of jackasses. Something like that to that effect. And they have assembled their team. They get the, they do the suit-up scene to uh, Cherry Bomb. Fantastic suit-up scene. And then they launch their attack. You've got the battle over Nova Prime. I can't remember the name of the planet. Something like that. Nova Scotia? <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. The Canadian yeah. province of Nova yeah. Scotia. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're having their fight and everything, and they launch their plan. They're going to attack uh, Ronan in a bunch of different ways while the you know they're trying to evacuate the city below. It's going pretty well, but Hightower surprise. Ronan beats them, overcomes them, uses the Power Stone, and the, the thing crashes on the planet's surface. Star-Lord has to dig down deep, hold Groot the Power dies. Stone. Groot dies as well, yeah. And they have to dig down deep, use the Power Stone, and overcome... We don't get a whole lot of time with Star-Lord in terms of personal character growth, but he does have to overcome like the, the loss of his mother and stuff and embracing found family and that kind of thing. And they use that to overcome Ronan by launching the new plan, um, which is really cool. Yeah, really, really fun third act. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dance-off, bro. You oh, the dance-off, yeah, so for good. sure. But yeah, using a lot of like just the, the message of it's 
important to have fun and and dance and love and embrace family and all that kind of stuff, which is uh, at the heart of Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. It's kind of funny how like it makes it so obvious that it's a found a found family trope, but you just don't care. Oh yeah, no. She's like, oh, it's, it's a really good found family trope, yeah. and it's a trope that people love for a reason. You know, it's a it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Emily, you got a movie for us? I think the one that I was actually watching quite recently, and I like how these movies often fall into these tropes is mystery tropes and detective tropes. Ah, nice. I was watching a uh, haunting in Venice. Oh, okay. Cairo. Love it. And I really, really love how they follow the same trope every time and I will never like They do the the roundup and delivering the round all the clues, up, right? Yeah. It scratches my brain. What they actually did in this one is they have like the moment where he starts seeing ghosts and stuff and he's like, that's it. I've lost it. They're real. Everything I know is fake. And it's kind of his moment. And then another person dies and they get together and they do that. I know who it is. Yeah. And they're going and the through all the evidence thing, and everything. But the one thing I love that these movies do that other people do is they will not tell you their own personal discovery until the very, very end. Yeah. So yeah. for a while, unlike these ones where you're like, wow, it's beautiful. You're just a little confused. Yeah. And it kind of builds up that tension versus in these ones. It's normally the tension is right before they go through that little high moment. Yeah. And it was just good. Mm. I don't want to spoil it. But, no, I, I saw it. Drugs. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, um. It's fun. I much better than uh, Death on the Nile. Yeah, which yeah. I just thought I should pander that film, uh, slander, slander that slander, film yeah. but on like, air. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's trash. <laughs> but like adding from that one, Knives Out is another one that does oh, the yeah. third act brilliantly. God, I love Knives Out. It's so good, and like detective movies can follow these types of structures so so clearly, absolutely, and it's so blatantly obvious. But you will love it every time. Yeah. Okay. So that's our third act kind of summary. That's the the shape of things and what they look like. I'm sure you know anyone listening is very familiar with the oh yeah third act. Everything gets really intense and you have the big fight. But why? You know what's the point? It's because our characters have gone along a very long journey and we have to throw the final challenge. They should have been challenged the entire time, but this is the big challenge. This is the challenge that means everything. In our beat sheets, we've been talking about our stories, getting Ben and Ray along their journey and getting them towards this big challenge and what that challenge might be. And uh, so I'm going to start off today. I've got my beat sheet here. I have made some changes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't really have the third act plotted out the way that I wanted it to. I've gone and changed a couple of things, which means I'm going to go and add in some more details into the Dark Knight of the Soul. Yep. And so that will be why my third act is a little bit long. So bear with me today. So recap. We ended off with Leia calling in the resistance to fight Phasma and save the Ankar Plut space station from destruction, which is Phasma's next target. I'm going to rewind a little bit, add some more oomph to the Dark Knight of the Soul. Beat one, as Han passes away, he's just been shot fatally and he's on the Millennium Falcon surrounded by all his friends and family. We see Ben is struggling to keep it together. We cut to Rey in her ship in a similar state of distress. They seem to be sharing their emotions. Luke takes Ben to go and meditate and puts Ben into a forced trance because Ben is distraught and Luke is trying to help him. This links him to Rey in the process and and he uses his knowledge of the Force to kind of make that sort of happen. And he appears before Rey. They have a sweet scene where Rey is reminded of the theme, she must choose her own path. So instead of going to Maz Kanata, she's now talking to Luke. Cool. Uh, I very much took inspiration from that scene with you, Melo. Oh, the the scene you mentioned last week. I was like, that's brilliant. I think Luke should be the one to talk to Rey in this moment where she is at her lowest and explain some of this mysterious force things. Nice. Lock it in. Yeah. That's going in our I think it's a great scene. Does the him hijacking the dyad not fully work yet? Probably. <laughs> but we'll we'll see if that sticks it around. Is. I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. Like I don't understand why triad can't be triad. Dyad. Can it be triad now? Yeah, they're triads. <laughs> the three yeah. of them. But I think it makes perfect sense. My in my head it sort of makes sense because we've seen communication through space before. That was in uh, Empire Strikes Back. This is kind of just a slight elevation of that, and it also demonstrates Luke's real attunement to the Force here. So 
I would argue that it works, but we'll see if it sticks mm. around. It also puts him back more like taking control story. It's not just stuff happening to him. Like he actively is going out to help people and kind of yeah. brings them out of that hermit role that they had in the other movies. All right, beat two. Luke leaves Ben in this trance, fearing that Ben is too overcome with loss to be trusted. He goes to Leia and tells her where Phasma is headed next, and then Leia calls in the resistance. Now we're all caught up. Uh, beat three. Ray flies past the space station and calls Ankar Plutt, telling him to send all the bounty hunters to fight Phasma's ship and to activate the space station's hyperdrive as soon as possible so that everyone can escape. So Ray has sort of like, they've sort of formed their group at this point. We've mm-hmm. got Luke and Leia uh, bringing the resistance in and, and getting ready to fight Phasma. And then Ray is like, I've decided what I'm going to do. I'm going to help the space station escape. Yep. That's the beginning of the Act 3 stuff. Now this space station, right? Like, yeah. When was the last time so, yeah. they used their hyperdrive? That's a good question. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a just big... In, just in terms of like, God, would this be this thing of like, okay, you know, like get it going. And they're like, okay, cool. We believe you. It's been years Fuck. since we've used it. Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah, do a whole yeah. sequence. Ugnaughts, come. I actually, <laughs> I really like that. That's great. Like doing the whole sequence so that it, it does become a part of the action. Like Ray's talking to Uncle Plot and be like, how long, how long? And he's like, we're working on it. And you cut to it and you see like, all of these gears and knobs and dials and stuff. They're trying to yeah. beautiful, awaken like, this old machine. Yeah, It aligns with the saying things whilst doing things in yes. Star Wars. Yes, for sure. Conversations in the middle of action. And then beat four, Phasma arrives and begins aiming her kyber laser at the space station. So very similar to uh, A New Hope where we get the scene with the villain. She's like, jumps out of hyperspace. She's like, cool, you're dead and starts charging yeah, up the laser. Yeah. Yeah. And beat- it does take time. Now yes. that's something that also yes. like must, we will, we will pre-establish where it's like, yeah, it takes time. Yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. Yeah, it's not and an instant thing. It's a way to, you know, to to beat out some of the story and the action and everything. And I think it's it's fair enough. It's logical. Yeah. It's also like, you know, you can't fire immediately after. It's like, you know, you might get a cramp after. Don't go swimming after eating. Yeah. That will come up very soon. Yeah, cool. <laughs> kind of like that Megamind scene, you know, when they use the power of the sun. No. I haven't seen Megamind in a Megamind while. Megamind uses Starkiller Base? <laughs> yes. No, they have, like, the whole same thing of, like, they, like, kind of make fun of the trope of watching it, like, here. Oh, up. yeah. No, 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 I'm with you. I know with you. Yeah. Just just one, just one second. It's, it'll, be, it'll be done in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Beat five. The Resistance arrives, and our big space fight begins. The Resistance sides with the small forces of the space station, as well as with Rey, but Phasma's army has grown hugely over the course of the story, and large ships block the cannon fire aimed at Phasma's kyber laser, stopping it from being destroyed. So they come in and just, like, full on... Yep. Um, just take all the hits to directed at the laser. Yeah. So sorry. Are there 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 are more there are more ships? Yes. yes. So because yeah. Phasma has taken out her biggest opposition, which is the crime lords and the other imperial remnant, everyone who's left, she's said very clearly, "You join me now." So her army has has grown significantly, combined with the fact that the New Republic has decided not to send their army against Phasma out of fear of the capabilities of her of her ship. So the resistance is the only thing fighting yeah. against her right now. Now, do we have a? Because obviously, we we do see throughout this your story a, a build up to that moment see with with phasma you know killing people doing shit but do we have like a villains assembly sort of bit even just a small scene or is it you reckon it's worth being like no we understand where this has all come from yeah here's the big surprise at the end wow there's so many of them i absolutely think that's a good idea and i think that beat just a moment ago where i said you know phasma arrives starts charging up the laser yeah some kind of dialogue there, some kind of like holographic villains assembly where it's like, we're with you, you know, and she's like, you should have been from the start, but I'll take it. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Something like along those lines would work really well. Radio right guys, we're going to take care of these, these goons. Yeah. And rendezvous, get some shawarma. <laughs> oh God. Avengers. Oh God. Okay. 
Beat six, Luke knows they're running out of time and says goodbye to Leia before heading for Phasma's ship on a suicide mission. So he can see and like by their radar or whatever, he's like, they're charging up that laser. We're running out of time. Yep. I've got to you know take care of this. He makes his way to the bridge with little effort and he and Phasma duel. She has trained for years to kill him specifically, but she is not his equal. Sensing her defeat, she yells for the laser to be fired before it's fully charged. Luke uses the force to move the entire ship, angling the laser up. It almost misses, but still destroys the hyperspace control bridge. Hightower, surprise. Hightower. They literally destroy the Hightower. They literally do. There's and also Uncar Plutt. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking dies. No, not <laughs> no, the Blobfish, well, played by Sean So that's Peg. why I really Sean loved Peg. that note where you're like, oh, they're going to be like, you know, charging it up and using this ancient control tower to use the hyperspace um, hyperspace terminal or whatever. Absolutely. Because that's he's got to die because it's going to yeah. be sad. And yeah. that completely changes Ray's plan because now hyperspace and escape is off the table. So yeah, she actively has to go and fight them. What What is Phasma using to fight Luke? Oh, like, like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, like uh, like a, a Beskar spear or something like that. Okay, and, and her okay, armor, okay. I imagine, is all like Beskar as well. Okay, cool. Something along those lines, something that's lightsaber proof. Like the way that yeah. she looks. In the, like the, like the, when she fights Finn in episode eight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. It made sense to me. Like, why is her armor chrome and looks awesome and she can't fight lightsabers with it? Like, yeah. And I've always had this idea in my head that Phasma, of all people, would be the person who's like, I'm training. Like, all of my training that I do personally is to kill a Jedi. Mm. Like, that's that's her mission. Yeah. Do you know why her armor is chrome? Oh, Canonically, gosh. Why is the canon thing. reason, Mello? So I've read her book, actually. And they kind of explain it in that. And it does, it's not the worst thing, but just without that context, it's it's Sheev Palpatine's Naboo shuttle. It's the, it's the plating from that. God. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Nah, why? Nah. <laughs> why, though? Because Star Wars. You know how fucking heavy that would be? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even nah, if like it's those. just like... The, the surface oh my gosh. layer. Yeah, really silly. I think it would kind of be cool also if you did change your outfit a little bit to kind of be Mandalorian-inspired, like to go back to the Jedi Mandalorian, and if she does have the Beskar armor to kind of build her up in that ultimate one side. That'd be really interesting. I've thought, I, I've had a couple of times, I'm like, what are we going to do with Mandalorians in this? Because they've got a whole Mandalorian. now. she would recruit yeah. them? I don't to know. See if they still... We've never decided, we've never talked about what we want to do with Mandalorians in this. So Mandalorians weren't as big until, like, the Disney era. Exactly. they were in Clone Wars. Yeah. I think it'd be cool if she had, like, a Boba Fett-esque bounty hunter on her side as a part of her villains. That's a whole episode idea. Yeah? A Mandalore episode. Figuring it out. Well. Anyway. Stay tuned for that one. Yeah. Anyways, beat seven. Ray sees this destruction and knows there's only one option left. Destroy the Kyber laser and defeat Phasma. She needs help and reaches out to Ben through the Force, embracing it for the first time. Digs down deep. This wakes Ben from his trance, and he jumps into an X-Wing, enraged, and the two begin carving their way through TIE Fighters. So yeah, this is what breaks Ben out of the the Force trance that Luke put him in, and that's going to be, I think, the thing that really breaks Ben and Luke's relationship uh, in this part. Because Luke is like, I need to help you, I need to save you, and the only thing I can think of is to keep you out of this fight. Which I think, personally, is the right move, because Mm -hmm. he is distraught, and he's so close to, like, a potentially dark side move right now. And Luke would see that and be like, I just need to keep you out of this, there's no time to really do the right thing. reason with you. Yeah. Yeah. There's no time, you know, there's no time, he's got no choice but to uh, to kind of kick him out of the battle. Do you think, like, Leia would know about it or Leia would approve of putting him in a trance? Um, I feel like... Because yeah. would that also, like, change the relationship between Leia and Luke? Something we haven't come down super hard on, and this is a really important thing for me, is whether or not Ben knows about Beta. Because that's mm. a decision that Luke and Leia would have talked about and be like, do we tell him about his granddad? While he's learning to use the Force. It's a really big... Sure, surely they would, because surely the whole thing throughout Star Wars 
is misinformation, like hiding. And that's always the fall to the dark side. It's always, mm, I'm not going to tell them, oh, you found out at exactly. the wrong time. So that relationship, I'm still not super clear on if they've, you know, and and how men should fall to the dark side. And I'm not certain how Leia would feel. I've got more work to do personally on like how what Leia's motivations look like. But yeah, that's a good question. Beat eight. As they approach the Kyberlaser's core, Finn tells them that if they destroy the core, the entire ship will explode, killing Luke and everyone on board. Ray and Ben then fly for the hangar. Beat nine, the two arrive at the bridge where they find Phasma holding Luke hostage, who was weakened when he moved the ship. Ben runs in enraged and tries to fight Phasma, who quickly knocks him to the ground. So runs in sort of like Anakin gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, well, someone beating up a Jedi without a lightsaber. Beat 10, Phasma offers Rey a new deal. Hand over Ben, Luke, and Finn, and she can get the bounty and walk away from all of this. Ray asks what about the space station, and Phasma says that it needs to be destroyed to send a message to the galaxy. Phasma tells Ray that she doesn't have to care about it. Ray considers this, but then decides her path. She force pulls Ben's lightsaber into her hand, surprising Phasma. So this is like the moment where she uses the, the force pull. I don't know if that's super earned, because she hasn't used, she hasn't learned the force. She's kind of only been like talking through the diet and stuff. Yep. Beat 11. Finn moves for the control terminal, trying to shut down the laser. Ray and Phasma fight, Ray barely managing to stay alive. Ray uses a mixture of blaster and lightsaber fighting, which helps her stay out of Phasma's reach. Luke uses the last of his strength to help Ray and defeat Phasma. Finn shuts off the laser, so they win the fight. Uh, beat 12. Ben regains his strength and gets his lightsaber off of Ray. Phasma begins to goad him, telling him how pathetic Han Solo was. Luke yells out powerless as Ben kills Phasma. Ben then leaves, flying a ship out of the hangar. Beat 13. The battle is over, and our remaining heroes gather for Han's funeral in Maz Kanata's bar. Ray talks to Luke and says that she wants to become a Jedi and help him find Ben. Right. And that's the end. What did Luke yell out? Uh, like, yell out to, like, stop, don't kill her kind right. of thing. Because yeah, yeah, Ben, yeah. you know, gets up at this point, grabs his lightsaber back and kills Phasma with it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. The end. Phasma dead. Phasma dies. I think it's really good. I think just power-wise, Phasma would need to be weakened throughout a couple of the battles to justify. Yes. Ray surviving any of that? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think not even that. I think you can get away with Ray surviving of. Um, fight to Phasma if you justify it in like Phasma's just trained to fight Jedi. Yeah. Like, that's just her purpose. And exactly. so when the blaster comes in, she's like, the fuck is this? Yeah. So like, she's not gonna... as like readily. So, firstly, Phasma fights Luke and Luke is going to beat her. Yeah. And then she uses like a, a shady tactic to get to win the fight and get the upper hand. Then Ben fights Phasma. Ben loses, but both of those fights, I'm feeling like take a toll, take chunks of the armor off, yeah. give Rey the chance that she needs to stay alive in the fight, not win the fight. Yeah. And stay alive. And then right at the last second, Luke uses like a force push or something well-timed that beats Phasma and knocks her to the ground. It'd be, yeah, I think what would be good is, or cool, if Luke like tries to force push her away, but um, Ben's behind her. Mm. And that's how you get like the saber through the chest or something, oh, something like, like that. Oh, like that could be really cool, yeah. So Luke is still somewhat responsible for the death. It's not 100%. That's interesting, yeah. So yeah, that's, and I just, I was thinking about it going back and forth. I'm like, it doesn't, there's no world for me that it makes sense in this version of the story where Ben would try and kill Phasma and then be stopped by Luke or Ray. It just mm. didn't, it wasn't making sense in my head. I'm like, no, I think yeah. Ben should kill Phasma here. I think that yeah. works. You know how he's got to do it, I'm thinking. She, if she's got uh, lightsaber proof. Yeah. Armor. I think it was that old Roman execution technique mm -hmm. where you'd, because there's a chink in the armor, just in the collarbone there where you'd put a spear down. Oh, yeah. Through the torso, saber down. That's fucking brutal. Well, so like <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but it works. Yeah, yeah. so it comes yeah. just down into the yeah. yeah, good lord. Yeah. Anyway. Oof. So yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Uh, ben yeah, Ben kills Phasma and that's like his a big turning point for him, and then he runs away and yeah. leaves leaves them all behind. Because I felt like that was way more compelling than 
him chasing Phasma as she escapes. Yeah. And I did I couldn't figure out how to make Phasma escape feel believable in this situation. So yeah, I was like, nah, dead. So Phasma dies. What about all the villains that are still on the ship and all the people still surrounding the ship? Um, is it kind of like, oh, our head is gone. We have yeah, to go. so as they, I skipped over this, but as Ray and Luke leave, um, and Finn has disabled the Kyber laser from inside. Yep. So they leave and then that allows the, the resistance to gain the upper hand and then okay. all of the first order ships leave and like uh escape kind of thing is there any sort of like uh idea of where our, our grander heroes go now like where the resistance or the republic um, goes now i think it would be a really good point to have layer at this point well the debate about lasers and stuff like that do you think general hux sees this whole thing and now is like can fuel his like actual debate for the next movie oh um, absolutely yeah, yeah i think this would be a moment where layer's like at the end, you see Leia talking to the council, and she's like, no, we've taken out the threat. See, we could have handled this all on our own. Yeah. And Hux is like, no, 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 this is the perfect example. Like, you've just proven my whole point. Yeah. No, I definitely love that. I much prefer to keep the final scene on something, like, hopeful and positive. Yeah. So, potentially have Lando, like, hologram call in to Leia while she's at the funeral. Although then Lando's not at the funeral. <laughs> and that sucks. That's right. yeah, but he can bring news at the, after the, in the wake. Oh, yeah, he comes along and he's like, hey, I just came back from the Senate. Like, they're still super set on building these Death Star lasers kind of thing. Uh, it's not looking good. And, yeah, that's kind of like just before you get the moment with Ray and Luke yeah, uh, cool. committing to finding Ben and bringing him back. Are you going to hint at Ben Darkseid? Or oh, that's still the, like... That's the, that's the hint there. He kills yeah. Phasma at the end yeah. and then runs away. Yeah. Know, after, okay, cool. After losing his dad. Uh, that's a whole bunch of Ben being hit with adversity, like yeah. real loss and tragedy for the first time. And, and then the next movie would be him like grappling with that and dealing with it. Actually, just quickly before we do move on, I really love the Hightower surprise bit in mine where the laser gets fired. It destroys the hyperdrive, meaning Rain has to make a new plan and Luke is kind of taken out of the fight. Like he's weakened by using that much yeah. of the force and uh, it takes it out of him, takes a toll on him. That I love. It's everything that, comes after that <laughs> i feel it's a bit messy and i want to i want to tighten up as much as i can that's my last note jump over to cool. Miller. yeah let's do it okay i've detailed the action as clearly as i possibly can so it's a <laughs> bit lengthier okay so where we picked up from my one last week we had our heroes get separated because like so yeah, uh, ben gets taken by the first order finn goes back with the first order uh, yeah finn like leaves ray but sort of destroy that kyber base ray's alone in space she gets found by amendment here Luke and Han with Falcon and Chewie as well. I realize he does need to be along for this adventure. Okay. So he's been there the whole time. Just imagine it. Um, <laughs> Chewie, Chewie is you get out of jail free card at all times. Uh, and he did get me out of jail free uh, in this act. So, Melo, why were you in jail? Just things that happened off camera. Um, what, did you, what did you do with the cricket, man? <laughs> they had it coming. Uh, okay, so... The First Order arrive above Hosnian Prime and begin targeting the capital city. The Falcon arrives and boards their ship to launch a rescue mission to slash shut down the laser. The heroes alert Leia. Uh, Lando gives an executive order to dispatch fighters. Leia is able to hijack public billboards and talk to the people. She launches an immediate, like, we need to leave. That's a fucking laser. Get out. Get out of the city. And then, yeah, so the fighters are up in space, met by First Order fighters. Space battle ensues. That's just a sort of secondary thing. Great sort of visual that we'll cut back to at some point, but it's not really crucial. We don't know any characters there, you know, but it's just a good way of being like, ah. Bad things happen. Grander yeah. threat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so heroes on the Fal on the, on the Star Destroyer are met by Finn, who stuns the other troopers. He greets them cautiously. He apologizes to Ray, and though she is mad, he believes his intentions are just at this time. Uh, I think Finn would be a bit anxious around Han and Luke and Chewie because it's still like, oh, don't know about these guys, but they're like, there'll be time for judgment later. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So 
Finn meets up with the gang, like Ray. Yeah. Should we look? Yeah. Where, where so, do they meet up? Where is that? In, in, in a hangar on their, their Star Destroyer. So they're like. So the Millennium Falcon flies into the hangar. Yeah. And meets Finn. Oh, Finn, Finn, or like there's like troopers there. Yeah. And you know, obviously, because like you can't just go fly into a Star Destroyer and expect to get away with it. So, so why, they, why are they flying in there? They're doing a rescue mission. And they just walk get, right up to, to the First Order troopers? Ben. I mean, if they've landed, troopers would rush towards this enemy ship. That's I'm just confused. Gone. Like, what's the, like, are they, like, going to run out of the Falcon charge? I imagine they, they okay. would, yeah. So it's yeah. an action scene. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I just was very confused. It's like what the intent of, uh, like, Han and Luke was there. So they, it seemed like they were talking to Finn. They they do talk to Finn. How do they talk if they're running out to kill him? <laughs> that's what I'm confused about. He stuns the other troopers and he's oh, like, it's sorry, me, I missed yeah. Finn. I missed yeah. the stun. Yeah. I missed the word stun there. Sorry. Yeah. I was okay. trying to, <laughs> sorry. That's my bad. Okay. And he's like, I'm on your side. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I yeah. love that. Okay. Uh, so Finn gets to a control room. He guides them through the ship via comms. They free Ben. He and Luke are a bit off. There's something off about each other to them. Ray and Ben reunite and hug. Neither thought they'd be so happy to see each other. Ben briefly tries to bring up Phasma with Luke, but he's like, nah, we'll talk about the shit later. No, we, need to, we need to get out. Yeah. Okay. Everyone is clear on the plan. Destroy the laser and escape. With Finn in this control room, kind of guiding them through doors, being like, no, they're going, they're left. No, go go right. Go le- I'll, I'll close these doors. Okay, go right again. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So they get to eventually get to the Kyber laser, even though the ship is now swarming with troopers looking for these intruders. They discover they cannot simply deactivate the laser, so they spring a trap. When the weapon fires, it will destabilize and self-destruct. Stormtroopers break through at some point. Han dies, sacrificing himself to save Ben. Uh, amidst Luke and uh, so yeah Luke and Ben are arguing it's a moment where it's kind of like they're both to blame um, but again they they have a brief sort of morning of like holy fucking shit Han Solo's dead yep. um, but the situation is desperate the West weapon is almost ready they have to get back and the New Republic fighters are all, almost all but destroyed so uh, back on the planet Leia and Lando are helping citizens get to transports uh, and then we see a little glimpse of Hux uh, whose guards are helping him escape it's a bit of a thing to be like you know chose the stakes on the planet and also just like his selfishness of fuck you all i'm leaving okay pause there i suppose no i nice. follow all that yeah. my one question is about the kyber laser yeah so they can't destroy it but they can booby trap it yeah who booby traps it in your head probably ha- uh, pro- 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 probably finn like okay. finn wouldn't have to like yeah. be there at this point i think in terms be a... of what they're doing god knows i think there'd be a really good thing with the laser if they're not 100 percent sure whether or not it's work like kind of having the idea of like oh are you willing to risk this planet to see if this booby trap works mm. so the laser's gonna fire it's gonna and, fire yeah, it's and gonna destroy can't, something can't stop that and then it explodes well it's gonna fire okay and we'll see what happens when yeah. it fires but yeah it's yeah. a bit of a on, a on a on a wing and a prayer just like go for it we have to try something see what happens yeah risky back on the ship the heroes reach a hallway just before the hangar and they're met by phasma and her troopers kind of like vader in a new hope you know, before <laughs> yeah. that yeah. again that hangar with the falcon after a bit of a like sizing up your opponent conversation then coupled with Han's death and sort of Ben's trajectory over this film, uh, he's kind of thrown over the edge. And so he goes for Phasma. Uh, Luke intercepts with his saber. And then his, Ben's rage is boiling over. He's just like, oh, fuck this. Fuck you, man. So they have their own fight, which sprawls into an adjacent hallway. So are they fighting as Phasma's like in front of them? Yeah. I think it's Phasma's, like one of those Phasma's really there, awkward like... moments where you're just watching a family fight and you're like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just have to imagine within her helmet, she's like, this is great. This is the best. <laughs> These Jedi. <laughs> anyway, uh, but there's all these other enemies here. All hell breaks loose in the hallway. Ray, Finn, and Chewie have to kind of shoot their way through. Ran Phasma get into a like because that's again just so close. They get into a bit of melee combat, which obviously Ray is no match for Phasma. But Finn gets involved, 
they're able to kind of temporarily force it back and they again dart around a different way. You just yep. gotta get to the Falcon at this point. Anyway, break there. All right. So they um they meet Phasma in a hallway, big fight breaks out. Ben and Luke are fighting each other. Yep. And Ray and Finn and Chewie manage to escape the hallway away from the orbit. Got it. Hallway fight. Yeah. Okay. Luke and Ben's fight takes them into the hangar because you need more space when you're fighting. It's nice to have space. Uh, in a moment, mirroring losing his own hand, Luke accidentally severs Ben's hand. Accidentally cuts his fucking hand off. Amidst the, amidst the <laughs> fight. Accidents just, happen, he's man. Just, he's just... They, they happen. Flourish. You know, shit happens. So, yeah. <laughs> An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. <laughs> more civilized fucking... than just like getting shot and bleeding out. <laughs> fucking cuts the boy's hand off. Yeah. Awesome. His rage taking hold of him, Ben throws Luke against the hull of the Falcon. He's knocked unconscious. Luke's saber flies across the floor, landing at the feet of Ray. <gasps> she picks it up, and after failing to calm Ben, she chooses to fight him rather than let him kill Luke nor Phasma. She won't let him succumb to his rage. Clearly, Luke didn't want to, him to either. The other heroes get on the Falcon and begin firing at the stormtroopers in the hangar. Like I imagine we get that bit again where like the, the lower gun like comes out. And it just starts gunning down bloody uh, stormtroopers like an Empire Strikes Back. And it's like, well, that's not really fair, is it? Because that's a big-ass cannon firing at stormtroopers. Ah, well. Uh, Ray and Ben duel. And it's kind of, it's quite even at this point. Because we just have a one-armed Ben who's just letting this rage fuel his fight. Versus Ray, who's never held a lightsaber before. Yeah. So makes more sense than how it was in the actual Force Awakens, I think. Ray eventually gets a slight upper hand, tapping into the Force. During the fight... Ben's lightsaber bleeds red. Dark side takes over. At some point, the kind of the fight is is not really reaching a conclusion. They're just starting to get exhausted. They are both hit with some sort of like flurry of visions that kind of just cause them both to like you know clutch their heads, fall to the ground. Dyad shit is is taking over. I'll pause there for a sec whilst I find my notes because I lost it. Where is this fight happening? In a hangar. They're in the hangar still. Yep. So they've come. So Ben and Luke have fought their way into the hangar. Yep. And then heroes caught up. Ben gets his hand caught. Cut off. Yep. Then what happens to Luke? He gets he knocked out? Yeets him out of the Falcon it, itself, we, or like out of wall or something, cargo. So Ben wins the fight against Luke? After losing a hand? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that would be a really good moment to kind of have um, like the force choke, like a really Vader or kind of- a force of choke, yeah. Up to the side, because it kind of hints the dark side before you go bleed saber. Um, and then everyone else catches up, and Ray gets the lightsaber off of Luke to fight- Oh, the, it skids to the ground yeah, towards her, of, yeah. and then she fights Ben. Yeah. Why is she fighting Ben? Because just kind of just stop him. Okay. This, this is her hero moment. Just, you know, so like this is her friend has fallen to the dark side. Obviously, like, you know, just or she doesn't know what it means to fall to the dark side, but he's filled with rage. He, he might kill Luke and then that's just not right. He's obviously not in a good place right now. He yeah. might go on to kill Phasma. She just needs to just stop him, just try and calm him. And when that doesn't work, well, then she's forced to fight him. Got it. So she's like blocking his exit. To get to where the others are, or is he trying to kill Luke on the ground? He might go after Luke, yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, what's his yeah. intention right now? Like, what's he yeah. trying to achieve? Kill Luke, kill Phasma, killing Spree. He's just, gotcha. he's, he's done. He's full yeah. of rage. I think it'd kind of be good, instead of him trying to kill Luke, because I feel like before we go straight to, I'm going to kill you, because Luke's just kind of stopped him at this point. Yeah. yeah. If Ray thinks he's going to kill Luke, like, he drops him on the ground. He, like, feels really bad for a sec. Ray just sees Luke on the ground him missing a hand and like a red saber that that's when she's like, Oh, I'm not even going to try and really calm you down. I'm just scared of what you're going to do Yeah, to go forward. Not fair, yeah. Cause I feel like killing Luke happens a little later. Like I feel like he needs to build up that rage a little more before he goes to straight killing him. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. I think knocking Luke out and then going, cool, he's out of the way. I can kill Phasma now. Yeah. 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 Uh, Finn is calling after Ray from the Falcon. 
Uh, and before she escapes aboard the Falcon, she offers a hand to Ben. He rejects it and escapes on a fighter of his own. He's like, how could you? I just lost that. Ah, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. That's good. Here. here. <laughs> have a hand Ooh. offers his own hand sorry that was up his hand that was low hanging like, fruit <laughs> yeah. anyway uh, the heroes flee and they we yeah, had that bit like from Rise of Skywalker where they launch from the hangar and all the stormtroopers are like <gasps> classic get thrown back uh, okay and the Falcon kind of has to shoot its way through the rest of that that you know sp- space fight as they yep. go out uh, a trooper informs Phasma that something is wrong with the Kyber laser Vira, uh, she, she puts out like a ship wide comm she's like right evacuate get the fuck out uh, and she orders the destroyer to be sent towards the planet. Oh. Suicide bombing. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, she boards her own transport. Our heroes fly towards Hosnian Prime in a tense bit of like build up. The first order destroyer enters the atmosphere, looks like it's shooting towards the city from Leia and Lando's perspective. It's like, oh my God, it's coming at us. But as the laser fires, it just like, it all explodes. Right. So there you go. Plan worked. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, booby trap works, the laser doesn't go. Oh, it yeah. explodes, debris falls into the ocean. Happy days. Falcon lands in the city. Our heroes reunite. They mourn Han's death. And the First Order, Transport, and Ben, they've all taken off. They're gone. Fight over. So yeah. Do you have a final image? I, I, yeah, I've got resolution. Oh, so you're stopping there for us to yeah. chat? Okay, yeah. so yeah, they escape the Star Destroyer. It falls down. It's going to fire. And then it explodes instead. Rains down the ocean. They're like, cool, we won. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Happy I days. Followed all that. I think it... I this kind of takes away from it a bit, and you can say no, but um, I think if it does explode in the sky, I think they'd be good to have some fallout of people still do die from it crashing out of the sky into this city. Could be. I just I don't want it to be too yeah, depressing. Yeah. Emily says yeah. they got off scot free. No, yeah, no, no, no. There's all sorts of pilots and shit died. You know? It's like some bad <laughs> because things I feel happened. like that would fuel Hux's kind of thing of I don't like the Jedi. I don't trust them. I don't trust this group of rogue people. Yeah, I know what's best. But I actually I feel like. It's too dark. I actually love this a lot more than mine because the ship getting so close to and potentially attacking Hosnia yeah. Prime is the exact ammo he needs politically. Yeah. To be like, yeah. look, right they on were right on our doorstep. They yeah. nearly had us. Literally. We need our own deterrent kind of thing. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really good. Really twisted joining like, yeah, I think Hux just needs to twist every bad thing oh, yeah. into his own. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which brings me to our resolution. Okay. So on Hosnia Prime, they hold a funeral for Han and the fallen pilots. All of our heroes are in attendance, now including Akbar. Mm-hmm. And Wedge Antilles. <laughs> oh, shit, it's Wedge Antilles. It. Oh, my God, it's Wedge Antilles would go mellow in the cinema. In the Senate, Hux gets Kyber laser technology approved yep. uh, to combat this increasing threat. Leia resigns from the Senate. And in our actual sort of final image, kind of final scene, Leia and new heroes, our old ones, have a meeting aboard a star cruiser to discuss the future. They will fight the underworld threat independently from the Republic. They must stop all Death Star tech from persisting. Luke and Ray talk. He wants her to become a Jedi. She's not so keen on perhaps the Jedi itself. Yeah. She doesn't know a whole lot about it, but she is definitely open to learning more about the Force and therefore, you know, just learning more about herself. And they're both determined to find Ben. Yeah. Our final holding image is going to be similar to Empire Strikes Back. It's Ray and Finn reunite, smile at each other, hold hands, and they look out to the stars from the cruiser. No, I really like that she's hesitant about the Jedi. She's like, dude, I just saw your last student. He's not doing well. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just, I don't think that, she would need to jump on the regime mm. necessarily. And that's because that's also what I'm thinking more for episode eight. And episode eight is she'll learn what it means to be a Jedi. Yes. And then we'll determine for herself whether or not that is something she actually wants. Yes. She can learn no, I'm, I'm to fully, use the force, but you know. Fully on that train with you. I think that's a great uh, character arc for the second movie to yeah. further decide like 
you decide that you want to fight for something and not just be, you know, drifting through the the galaxy. But yeah. now you've got to decide what it is you want to fight for and why. And, yeah, and, and learn more about it. And then we can do the thing that Last Jedi actually tried to do, which is, you know, what is the Jedi? What does it mean to be the Jedi? Like, let, let's attack that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love that as well. Um, so there you go. Brilliant. It's great work. Um, I love a lot of that. I, I really love the main conflict above Hosnian Prime. I think that's fantastic. The one thing that it doesn't super present that it's it's one of those things where it's like, I've got this, but it makes the overall shape of the story weaker mm. is that the the battle above the space station is about Rey. It's a it's core like the only reason they're there is because of Rey. It's yep. tied to her and, yes. that, and yeah, she's yeah. the main character. Yep. But it makes more sense for the big climax to be on Hosnian Prime. But yeah. it takes away Ray's internal motivation to care. It does, but it's like for you know the whole journey that we I think we both wanted to go, but different approaches for Ray is is to care about something other than herself. So in my yeah. one, I do have her starting alone, completely alone. You know, yeah. like she 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 doesn't have a life or a people or anything worth giving a shit about. Yeah, there. So like here's this grander galactic conflict that she has the potential to involve herself in. She has the potential to be a hero as a, a part of, and she does. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to save this grander civilization who I have nothing to do with, who I don't know anything about, yeah. because it's the right thing to do. No, I and I do like that. I just find it a, a harder bridge to cross in it the is. sense of yeah. her, her deciding on altruism so early. It's something that I found easier to write for is like, okay, she's got this place that she lives in that she doesn't really give a shit about, but she knows for a fact that it's going to be under threat and it's going to be her fault. And that is a really powerful drive for her to decide to actively do something about yes. it and tr and actually try and save people. Yes. But here's the, that's, that's the grandiose sort of scale thing. Yeah. Here's, here's the, the real hero moment for her in my one. So she's just a part of this, this group that yeah. are going to go do this heroic thing. She's, she's contributing. She's doing her part. She's getting kind of like swept along. She is. Yeah. But she's, she's actively taking part. Her hero moment is in trying to stop Ben yeah. From going too far. Now it and that's a work. personal like friendship. Yeah. Thing. That's the, but that's the actual, there's the actual culmination of her whole journey of being less uh, selfish. Yeah. yeah. Is that she's, she's caring about this person who was her friend, who she initially rejected for so much of this film. She, she, she didn't want along the, the journey with her, who clearly he's unstable, clearly something's wrong and she doesn't want to hurt him. She's just trying to stop him from doing, going, from going too far. So yeah. that's, that's her real hero moment yeah no i like that a lot i like that it's more about her being tied to ben and that's the thing that is kind of centering her internal conflict and motivation is that it's it is about like she wants a friend like she wants to have friendship and yeah. she thought that was ben and she's trying to to save that and hold on to that um it and also, that's that's a hero moment i like that yeah it also sets it up really well for the next movie yeah and pulling her motive onto oh i actually want to go find him yeah exactly it's, she's yeah. not like trying to fight him in this face it's, it's it's a yeah. reluctant thing of like you need to stop. I'm going to try and stop you. Yeah. And if you're going to. similar you... to what Luke did. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I, I think having her journey start with she has nothing and no one. She's adrift in the galaxy. And having it end with I am deciding to fight for my friends is probably honestly more powerful than I'm just I'm deciding to fight for a space station that I sort of grew up in. And I, you know, I like that a lot as more. It's just um, it's just balancing all these like motivations and. Balancing the motivations along with the set pieces that go along with them, because yes. Star Wars is all about these set pieces, no, exactly. and it's a very yeah. much a part yeah. of the story. And they've so. all got to be reflective of those lessons. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, and this is something I've been struggling with, the Hosnian Prime fight is more reflective of this, like the set piece and the themes and the story that we're going for, yeah. as opposed to some space station run by some guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I've, I've, I like it, but it's also, there's yeah. just a lot of weaknesses to it. 
the space station works well for Ray. Hosnia and Pine works better for all everyone of them else. Together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's what something I've been wrestling with. Something we've been wrestling with at the start is with Ray being outside of all of this and yeah. trying to figure out a way yeah. to bring her into the story. Yeah. In it's that whole bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, plot. yeah, exactly. You know, the best part about that for me is like none of that gets resolved. I didn't, you know, like that was just that was our our you know inciting into our jumping off point was the her getting this bounty and I didn't give a shit about it. It's not important. It's just the thing that thrusts her into the story and I yeah. throw it to the wayside yeah because it's not important no I think you're right and I think honestly like it that's exactly how Luke is in A New Hope you know mm. he's you know we start on Tatooine we see his life and story and then he gets his like he loses everyone yeah. he grew up with and he's yeah. like cool I guess I'm leaving this behind yeah now. we're like we're gonna go to Alderaan Alderaan's not there well I guess mm-hmm. we're gonna go on this other adventure then <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's what you can do with like movie characters is you can change how they like feel about characters so quickly. You're like, yeah, it sucked, but you've really got to focus on this. We've now. only got ten minutes for you to be sad, so you just so wrap you're it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although I would spe- saying of that, I would like to see some of the after effects of Han's death. Yeah, like see some PTSD within this movie of, oh my God, someone's just died and we see it in Ben, but we don't see it in the other characters. Like, yeah. I don't think it's bad to be sad. I mm. don't think it's weak to be sad. Just for Ben it is, but it would be good to see. Yeah, like, obviously that, that moment is Ben's, but what, it would be very interesting there to see, like, what's Ray's response to, this is Han Solo. Now, I know of this guy, Han Solo. I've just met this guy, Han Solo. He's dead. He's my friend's dead. What the fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, like, it's her <laughs> first time exposed to, like, death. Like, yeah. Leia Luke or a death used that she, to it. Yeah. Somehow yeah. cares about for yeah, whatever she's reason. Like, yeah, like, oh, I'm feeling these things in my heart. Yeah. My one thing for Han's death is, obviously, we've both done it, and we both yeah, feel yeah. strongly yeah. that Han Solo sh- needs to die yeah. because no, he doesn't I, have a space in the story. I do like where it happens for you more, so it gives more time. And more yeah, so for you, it happened during the third act, yeah. and that's... I just, yeah, that would be terrifying to try and write into. Okay, how's Ben's got to react to this, and then Ray's got to react, but we're also got to have the high tail surprise so that we can keep the action going. Yeah, I think yeah, the the end of the second act, like low point, is yeah. is where that death. It's good, it's a good point. And it gives yeah. Leia and Luke a chance to comprehend it. Exactly. I want to, yeah, I want to kill Han, but I want to make sure everyone's got time to be sad about it on yeah. screen. I think it's a uh, yeah. I think it's a good moment also for Ben to lose a bit of respect for Luke, being like, "Why are you not more sad about this?" Exactly, and then. I how do you feel about the trance thing, Melo? Like Luke actively taking Ben out of the fight and putting him in the trance. I think it's awesome because it goes against what Ray's doing and what Luke's trying to teach Ray of control your own story, but not you. Exactly. You're a little too. And in that moment, Luke is living in the anti theme of the story, yeah, and he's 100%. taking someone's like uh, con- control away. I think I like Luke side trying to sideline Ben. Yeah, but not as a force ability. Okay, and more of you a like, like force a- trance. <laughs> <laughs> not as much. Yeah. Um, no, just because it's it's just like you know it, it gives it gives Ben the freedom to uh, there's conflict there if he's just if he's actually just telling him and then it's like a how has this relationship evolved? Would Ben listen? Would Ben refuse? Would Ben initially listen once again and, and then, then have the chance to refuse? Exactly, because yeah, that's make, really what's yeah. happening anyway. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. make too much of a difference um, yeah. if it is a trance or not, because it is ultimately Ben maybe starts listening and then yeah. it, something happens and he's like, "Fuck yeah. this, I'm going to yeah. take action." But I think the the one the one thing in terms of the trance that I'm maybe I think maybe not is like ah, Luke doing doing Luke putting his his nephew his, his apprentice to sleep like that. It's like that's a bit dodgy, man. Hmm. Would Luke, you know? Yeah. My my response to that is we want to do Luke fails somehow. Yeah. yeah. And that, that for me is this, is that moment of there's a lot of time pressure here. There's a lot of bad stuff happening. And there's the potential that if I give you the freedom to make your own decisions here, you're going to end up making the wrong one. Yeah. And I can't risk that. I can't risk you going to the dark side. But isn't that his, his failure, his 
his helicopter parenting throughout the whole film is yeah is perhaps well that would failure. then I think I would need to do a better job of having that be the helicopter parenting because I didn't really include that in the story because it's like oh Luke's Luke's a good teacher but then in this moment he fails mm. so I don't know I mean either way Luke needs to just control Ben okay one way or another I think he just needs to kind of be like I'm taking your free will away and I think that's what no but I think but he that's... like locks him in a room then instead maybe well I how does Hans Hans gets frozen um... oh in carbonite could do that but i don't know how i don't know how he'd get out of that his yeah. rage is so warm that <laughs> it, it just melts, melts the carbon <laughs> yeah no but um yeah i think that's the whole piece about the dark side is you're in control of what you want that was the whole thing with anakin you can control the death you yeah. aren't versus the jedi is you're just there to serve others yeah and like i the- think that was what will be good with ray is she's like i want to be in control but i also like want to help others like why can't i do both no it's tricky it's tricky but i'm i really like these i think these are actually both pretty good third acts um overall definitely like (laughs) if you're a professional writer listening to this uh i'm sure there's better shows you should be listening to but obviously they're not the professional writers (laughs) just so much fun thank you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah obviously you know there's a lot of problems and a lot of issues and like oh what about this what about this like when does this happen uh what is this motivation what is this location all sorts of i'm sure many many problems but Overall, there is a shape to these stories, and there is an intent, um, and there is the First Order, there is the Jedi and the Resistance, and or whatever, you, the New Republic and stuff, um, and some interesting characters and fun stuff. So I'm pretty proud. I'm pretty mm. happy with it. Yeah. It's looking good. Um, just trying to think. What else have we got to think about in terms of this? Nothing. <laughs> that's let's, it. No, this is, let's submit <laughs> them. Not... Submit the scripts. No, they're not submitted. We just submit the podcast and you go. Here. Here so, Mello, what Don't we've write. done this week is we've put aside a heap of time for you and me to work together and try and... In some way, yep. merge these two beat sheets and create one beat sheet that we're mostly happy yep. with. And next week, we will present that on this show, and we will go through it. We'll iron it out. Um, Emily, I don't know if you're going to be there for that one. I'll be doing... Oh, you'll be busy. Yes. Do. Sorry. It'll be... Uh, Sandra will be back. We'll have to catch him up and everything. But that's God. <laughs> oh, we're going to no. give him another migraine. <laughs> oh. Can we just send him the notes and then tell him here's the progress we've already made? <laughs> let's just hit him with the new progress. Yeah, let's do that. God. Um... But yeah, so that'll be an in- that'll that'll include a lot of our new ideas and combined ideas and all this kind of stuff. So let's do a little a little sneak peek. What sort of things do we want to combine? What are our like hard set? Yeah, no, I have. What are some about this. What are some non negotiables or some negotiables that we're really passionate about? Let's let's go through. I feel like Han's death. Han's death. That's a non negotiable. I think yeah. that's going to be in there. Han's death. Ben's fall and separation from the heroes. Yes. The... Okay, so you say separation. You you had him kidnapped uh, at the start of the third Oh, act. no, sorry. When I say fall and separation, I mean by the end. By the end. Okay, know, cool. He, yeah. se- yeah. he voluntarily separates himself. I think him. we've found that. I think we found a good story where Ben, you know, is moving further and further away and he's following glory and his own ego in a really negative way and that needs to be punished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for for oh, hopefully yeah. longer, uh, Ray and Ben and Finn are out trio on their journey yes that's easily my least favorite part of my own beat sheet is bringing finn into the story and mm-hmm. having those three have their fun adventure yep. we this is an adventure film damn it yeah and they need to have a fun time <laughs> right. yeah you right. will have fun you ray, will have fun ray starts to open up to the concept of the force yeah uh finn becomes disillusioned with his cause as a with the with the um first order or oil empire hux is trying to advocate for death star tech yes yep cool So that's our core conflict for this one that we've that we've settled on is this whole argument about the kyber lasers yeah which is like our nuclear debate yeah so what you've got though is that they're attacking hosnian prime at the end with all of the new power that they've amassed and stuff it's this big final conflict 
the New Republic seems to be involved in that fight, right? Well, yeah, no, they're fighting against it. They're like, okay, yeah. we'll send out fighters because fuck. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a small difference. In my one, they voted against taking action against Phasma. Right. Because... Space. Because it is a neutral space. It's a neutral yeah. space, and also yeah. they don't know the capacity of Phasma's laser, and it could be like yes. that could be a death sentence for yeah. the whole fleet. Yeah, my one, they've got they've got no choice. Yeah, they're, they're being attacked. They, they have they to. They are fight. there. You must fight. Um, I think that is a bit more climactic. I think I like that more. Okay. But I think it's yeah. also a bit more cinematic, just having everyone look up yeah. and it's there. Hey guys, you you want you want to know a fun little thing? What's that? So in a way that some things play out. The third act is almost Guardians of the Galaxy. It oh, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> and I it was conscious. Oh, that's fun! Uh, I didn't even decision. notice when you were going through it. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds this familiar. Sounds familiar. It's really good. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. What are the odds that I brought that up at the start of the show? It's really funny that you did. I was yeah. like, just wait, just, just wait, buddy. Just wait. Um, no, no. I think I think Hosnian Prime being the final battle location feels like somewhat of a non-negotiable, uh, but. Uh, it's sort of negotiable, but I think it's a good idea. I think that's uh, a good place to end yeah. the story. Um, and then also the whole... Now, we we do need to establish this really well, that the underworld is comprised of underworld. Yeah. Mm. Underworld with, like, former Imperial warlords, some Imperial remnants. Yes. And that Phasma's trying to unite it all. Yes, there is a, a, a spectrum of what constitutes the the Outer Rim, yeah. and that is the crime underworld and also the Imperial Remnant, and there is some crossover of the yeah. event. And that's all there. visual. That's all yeah. visually told. Yes. Yeah. Also, fun little thing for you, completely random, Bryce, because you've spoken okay. about the Gendai yes. as this supreme warlord. Uh, Something. Some kind of cool eight. dude, yeah. I thought of how it all can right. work. i got to hear that uh, bit sometime. Just, yeah, sometime. I'll tell you off camera. Mate. <laughs> I'm really happy with it, actually. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think we've very much settled on Rey as the bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. She starts disconnected from everything, adrift in space, and alone. I think that's a really important, uh, like, visually to tell that story and character-wise as well. She needs to not care about anything and not care about anyone and be alone. And she needs to, by the end of the story, decide to change that. It's got to be her choice. That's her hero's journey. It reminds me a lot of Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole... He, he's a bounty yeah. hunter. But even then, yeah. he has the Mandalorians, like the, yeah. the foundlings and the tribe yeah. and everything. Mandalorian yeah, and he, Han Solo. It's very similar to Han Solo's story. Yeah. like yeah. Um, Han's got Chewie. Mando's got his community. Yeah. Ray has no one. Ray's got BB-8. BB-8 definitely has BB-8. <laughs> Where is BB-8? No, no, that's a given, though. BB-8 is Ray's Look, droids. maybe I neglected some droids from the story. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Look, for but the, Ray's got BB-8. Yeah, yeah. 90% of Star Wars is you add the droids in at the end yeah. for, for plot reasons. BB-8's like, just there with Finn being like, you go down this hallway. Just that. That's the BB-8's whole purpose. Yeah. Majority, yeah. actually, you point that out, Mello. Majority of droids in Star Wars is just there for like comic relief. Yes. They're kind of just around, especially like A New Hope, you've got R2-D2 yeah. in the plans. Well, After that, that's Yeah, it. they're crucial to the plan. Yeah, and that's why Anthony Daniels was like, for episode nine, he's like, thank God. God, you've made me semi-integral it's to the plot. It's been 20 years since I've been relevant. Please yeah, he's just put me been in the plot. The annoying, goofy side character. Oh, that's so funny. But Even I mean, though I like C-3PO in, in the original trilogy, at least. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. C-3PO. Um, yeah, cool. Oh, big things to come. This is the thing. It's like it's so close. Yes. No, and I think, you know, lining all our, our, our ducks up in a row, as the Americans say. And is, shoot them. And then shooting them is yeah. great. The Yeah, the, the action-adventure part, the... Act two Se- A. Act two. Yeah. Act two A. I struggle yeah. with because yeah. in my head it feels like let's just let's just do a new hope again. You know what I mean? Like nah. let's. <laughs> I because I had the Kyber laser fire at the midpoint, which yep. is exactly the same as the Death Star firing on Alderaan in a New Hope, and then our heroes are stuck on that ship for the remainder of Act two B until they escape, and then we have to do the Hosnian Prime fight. Yeah, feels like along the lines of of the basic structure of what the movie's going to look like. Everything leading up to that, I am much more foggy on in terms of where are our three main characters? 
where is their adventure and how are we bringing all three of them yep. together, especially when they are from such disparate backgrounds. Yes. Once we nail what the crossover is going to be, I think it's not going to be too hard from there. And does Han and Chewie still remain damsels in, dis- in distress? Because I liked that I yep. to keep it them should. out of the story yeah. um, until they need to die or until Han needs to die at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind it having yeah. them. It's Because it, it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> it's really like, And I think we it's an opportunity to make a joke there. There's a great like chance for comedic relief with Han and Phasma talking to each other and yeah. Han kind of playing Poe's role in The Force Awakens, where he is giving those witty comments. So who talks first, you talk first, like, Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that kind of thing. But that's what Han always has been. Exactly. Like, you know, the, you, it reminds me of that one scene where he, like, shoots the controller and he's like, how are you? Boring yeah. conversation yeah. anyway. He didn't learn his lines for that bit. Just, <laughs> just, just so it would, it would play better. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love to see a lot more of that. And we get to see him and, uh, him and Chewie kind of doing their thing, mouthing off against Phasma. But ultimately, yeah. he's gonna. I'd die. love to. You keep cutting back to the prison cell, and it's like Chewie's ripped all of the internals out of it, but there's still no way out. Like all the panels yeah. are off the walls. That would be fun. I yeah. like that. I think it's still a good chance to show how scary Chewie is. Yes. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So we still get Han and Chewie as the damsels in distress. My question, moving on from this movie to the next one. Okay. Who are you guys setting up as the villain? Okay. Are we setting me. up Hux? I'm keeping uh, Hux is Hux is a a foil. Yes, you know. Yes, yeah. um, he's an obstacle, but not necessarily yeah. a villain. I'm still setting up Phasma. I've got a way that it can work with Phasma, and then this grander Gandai character in Episode Eight, who is like a new villain. But to me, he's a villain for that one, and then I'll move on from him again for nine. And then I still want Phasma to be the big bad. So okay, so I guess the main difference between solidifying the beat shit is does Phasma die? So I've killed Phasma here. Bear with me. I want to bring her back as a zombie. Okay. <laughs> for like zombie. parasite? No, no, no. As like a, like a force zombie, uh, more like the Night Sisters, which I famously oh. don't like. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. For you. It is um, weird okay. for me. Yeah. For me, Phasma is kind of the um is a visual uh, equivalent of Vader. Okay. Not of yeah. not of Palpatine, yeah. but of Vader, because it's like the military leader of this army with the grand plan. And unlike Vader, there's not going to be any sort of connection. It's just, you know, this this is our whole, because we've always wanted this, like, fascism uh, remaining sort of yeah. story. And that, to me, is it. It's like, you know, that we should have, that, 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 that 20 years later, there would still be this person who is embellic of the, the, the big bad who, let's be real, was Vader. The, the man pulling the puppet master behind it was Palpatine, but everyone yeah. knew Vader. He's the face of the whole thing. Yes. I think it's also going to be how do you make Phasma scary again? Like, if she's, from your story, if she continues to live on, bring her back. She's been beat by Ray, Luke, Ben. How do you make her scary again? Because yeah. the whole thing was she was unbeatable. Would you settle for a semi-zombified? So, so it's like she she wasn't really dead. As is in, she? As how in, she dead? could have died, but with some, I'm assuming, dark side, dark side shit. Yeah. She's kind of like, she's like in this semi-resurrect state where it's like, yeah. if you were to like take the armor off, it's like she's got a dead arm. Palpatine's whole thing about bringing back like yeah. the dead. Yeah. He's like, oh no, that was real. Oh yeah. Where she's like, she survived most of it, but maybe she's got like... A Frankenstein arm or something, you know? So bear with me for a little bit more. Okay. Um, I've, this is a sort of recent idea. I'm liking the idea of having one of Palpatine's acolytes have learned some of the ways of the Sith and, like, poured over Palpatine's documents from somewhere and have taught themselves some of the dark alchemy and Sith magic, right? And has she's, this character has taken all of this along and has seen Phasma. I'm like, oh, Phasma was going to continue the Empire. And then 
that character becomes involved in the story in the second movie and ends up training Ben or like encouraging Ben mm. to join uh, to to follow the path of the dark side. That actually does bring back a question. Neither of you have really mentioned Sith. No. No. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, I really like the Sith. I think they're one of the most interesting parts about the Star Wars galaxy. And this is my yeah. thought of how I would bring that back right. into the next few movies. I don't want to bring back the Sith. I want to bring back the dark side. Yeah. In some way. I don't give a shit about the Sith. I think yeah. I like that they died with Palpatine. Yeah. But there is still a darkness. And that's this is what this is our again, our our story thread, our through line is fighting the darkness. Darkness always comes yeah. back, you gotta keep fighting it. Yeah. 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 I think even if you have like um you know the mortis arc? You know, the, like, physical embodiment of darkness? Yes. Yeah. I think something like that would be cool. Bryce hates the motorcycle. I fucking hate the motorcycle. <laughs> Why? I think it's because it's, 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 it's too... a little rat Batman. I hate it. I do agree that it's, it's too grand. It's one of these things that's very much like a... Not necessarily like a Jesus, like a Christ analog and stuff, but there's... But it's a very big... There's some of that going on. Yes, and it is. <laughs> when, when you get to that sort of, like, biblical revelation, sort of, like, really grand storytelling, I just... I think sometimes the more lore there is, the less valuable the thing becomes. For me, yeah. personally. I, yeah. I don't like all you the You want to keep it still. I don't like legends very much. I don't like the deep knowledge of like, oh, like, go and talk to these force ghosts and force spirits and the, the whatever the fates are that Yoda talks to in oh, that the, arc. The wills. The wills. Yeah. yeah. I could leave the, all of that away from me. I came here for a fun adventure. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And I think uh, a simple... Uh, pulp villain like the yeah. Sith is really great for that for me personally. Awesome. But yeah. on the same, by the same token as well, Melo, when you say I love the dark side, not the Sith, the Sith can die with Palpatine. I think, you know, keeping that message alive by having the Sith come back no matter what. Yeah. Still ties yeah. into that theme. Like it's, it's, it's easy for audiences if they're a bit stupid. Yeah. Uh, to be like, we can't, we you know, we couldn't simply do just another dark side. We'd have to do it. We'd have to call it the Sith so that they're like, Oh, the bad guys! Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know them. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The whole point of Star Wars is no matter what, you need to keep fighting. Yeah. There's, there's but always, it's there's always how hope. you choose to fight. Yeah. Now that's what we're going to bring into question. What is worth fighting? So that's my little thing for the next movie: is that Ben gets uh, tempted to the dark side by someone who is not immediately revealed to be a Sith, but they end up being a Sith. Mm. Um, and then at some point, uh, the uh, Kyberlays will be used to resurrect Phasma. And then they're going to go after the uh, the Jedi Temple. And that's kind of some yeah. of my stuff for the next movie. Which unfortunately seems like it's moving away from the Crime Underworld stuff, which is not... Like, I love the idea of the Crime Underworld and uh, I want to do more of you're it. You're moving away from it? Not I'm like, not moving away I'm not intentionally. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a ship lost in the sea of my own mind, Mello. Okay. <laughs> that's... Um... <laughs> That was right. That was beautiful. That's really that's write deep. that down, Shakespeare. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've been I've been podcasting for too long. I'm becoming way too pretentious. <laughs> so, uh, what's your crypto stream? <laughs> All right. Any final Bye. notes on the on this on these beat sheets before the, we move on into better things? This has been really fun, and our Force Awakens draft is going to be sick. People should recommend this to their friends. People should recommend this to their friends. I recommend this to my friends. If you like this show and you like our fun Star Wars ideas, get strap in because they're not stopping. We've got so many more things we want to work on and so many more ideas we want to share with you, so many more versions of beat sheets and drafts and scripts and all that kind of stuff. And after 20, almost 20 episodes, we're almost at a treatment that we're happy with. So Yeah. Well, this is episode, what, like 27, I think? Or 28? (laughs) So. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it only took us this long. It only took us like over six months, but uh, we've got something good-ish and we're going to have something even better hopefully next week that we can really present uh, and that'll be the rest of the year's worth of stuff. And then after that, we've got some other stuff banked up that should be really fun and exciting for you guys. And also, let us know what you think of our spin-off episodes because if you like them enough, 
we could continue them. We probably will regardless. Yeah. <laughs> it's been awesome. You will like them. It's fine. This has been Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, and we're here every week talking about Star Wars and writing. If you want to see more, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. And while you're there, make sure to give us five stars, follow, like, and subscribe, etc. We'll be back next week with part five of Fixing the Force Awakens, but until then, may the Force be with you.